Hey girls, are you someone that travels for work or do you know someone who travels for work? Fantastic. I am starting a wellness concierge service, if you will, out of Jen Whitmore Training. This brand new service is for you and all of the people that you know who are healthy and tend to lose track of your food and exercise routines while you're traveling. We're all busy and we have lots of appointments when we travel and there's a whole lot of downtime and waiting and unfamiliarity about where we are. So the wellness concierge service is going to help you. We are going to take your challenges and make them so convenient. We'll tell you where to eat, according to where you're flying and where you're staying, and we'll plan out your exercises for you based on your own personal profile. Now, it's all up to you. Are you going to let me help you make your challenges conveniences? You can sign up at www. JenWhitmoreTraining.com forward slash beta testing. Welcome to Adventuring the Girl Life, where we believe life for every girl should be well lived. Each week, we'll explore tips and techniques to add more adventure to your world, from fitness and self-care to career building and fulfillment in even the most mundane parts of life. So buckle up, I'm your host, Jen Whitmore, certified personal trainer, mom of two, lover of everything pineapple, and your new partner in adventure. Hey, hey girls, welcome back to the podcast. Today, I'm really excited. We have another guest with us. We have Amber Drake, and we are going to be talking about gut health. Now, this obviously falls right in line with all of our subjects, but I'm going to introduce Amber and she is going to tell us why gut health is so important. Hey, Amber, how's it going? Hi, how are you? Thank you so much for having me. Fantastic. I'm so excited to have you here. Um, And as we talked about previously, this kind of falls right in line with all of the stuff that I talk to my girls about because we are all trying to focus on our exercise and our health. We want to live as long as possible and as well as possible. So tell me, why should we care about our gut health? So the gut actually controls pretty much every system in your body. Uh, The gut is in charge of controlling your entire endocrine system, which controls all of your hormone um, balances and hormone production. And on top of that, in the gut, there are tons of um, biomarkers that can be flipped on or off for diseases. Um, Wow. Yeah. In line with that, um, your gut lining, um, essentially, uh, if it's loose, If there's space between it, uh, toxins that shouldn't be getting out can get out, and toxins that shouldn't be able to get in can get in. Um, And a lot of that falls in line with why we're seeing such a huge uptick of autoimmune issues, um, celiacs, eczema, asthma, allergies, all of those kind of fall in line with that leaky gut, that that, um, breakage in the gut that's allowing toxins to flow back and forth where they shouldn't be. So the gut really is important for feeling really good in your body all of the time forever. 
Oh my gosh. I love this subject so much. Um, my girls know I am a total nerd when it comes to all of this stuff and how the body works. Um, so I just want to make sure I'm understanding correctly that when we have gaps in our gut, that's when the bad things leak out and then it makes bad things happen to our bodies all in the line of immune system dysfunction, correct? Correct. On top of, uh, we really always are thinking about the gut stuff getting out, um, especially because that's where a lot of our toxin elimination processes happen. Mm-hmm. But um, there's stuff that is in your body that shouldn't be getting into your gut either. So um, that creation of an autoimmune issue that that uh, your body is reacting to all happens in in the GI tract. Wow. Okay. So now I, I'm going to put you on the spot and I can edit this out if you want me to, but, um, (laughs) so I'm going to put you on the spot. My daughter has allergies and she has an array of allergies as well as asthma. Now we started figuring out that she had these allergies around the ages of two and three years old. So tell me at such a young age, how was she, I guess, basically born with these issues when you aren't really eating things yet that could cause these issues? Explain that to me. All right. So this is actually a really interesting, um, domino effect, um, and I, I don't, like you said, you may want to edit this out. This may not be what your followers want to hear, but how a child is born is so insanely important. Um, C-section versus vaginal birth, um, breastfed versus bottle fed, what you are eating, what you are drinking, if you're breastfeeding, um, antibiotic usage, vaccine usage, um, a lot of those things domino into allergies, asthma, ADHD, autoimmune diseases, all of those things kind of create the perfect environment for this uptick that we've seen with kids with allergies, autism, all of that stuff. It's not necessarily, and I I know that there's the, the causation, correlation, all of that BS, but when it comes to toxins that are going in our body, um, it kind of creates, like I said, a domino effect. So a lot of times what I see is a baby that was born via C-section that was then bottle fed there and then had all of these issues because of that be on antibiotics, have all of their vaccines back to back to back to back. And it just creates the perfect space in the gut. None of those things alone caused the problem, but it created the perfect space in the gut to be um, knocked back far enough. 80 to 90% of your immune system is in your gut. Right. So if we knock that back at all and then we keep hitting it and hitting it and hitting it, it will fail. Yeah. Um, so that's typically the, the path that I am seeing happening. Um, it's not that any one thing, it's not that vaccines cause autism or vaccines cause anything. It's that they're a part of this inline domino effect that tends to, you know, same thing with C-sections. It's not, C-sections don't necessarily cause these gut issues. It just helps create the perfect space 
for the immune system to fail. If that I makes understand. Sense. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So girls, I'm going to pause right here and I'm just going to let you know, obviously, you know, I am not a doctor. I'm also not a nutritionist, but we as a society are slowly learning about these things. I know, and I'm sure Amber can tell you that gut health is one of these things that is really new. We're still learning about it. There's a lot of information that we do know, but there's also a lot of information that we don't know. So you can take it with a grain of salt if you want to, but I invited Amber on the podcast today because this is stuff that we are seeing more and more about. We're seeing more and more information about it. So whether you believe it or not, it is absolutely worth looking into. And I agree with you. It's not, you know, one thing um, or this one, you know, this one thing or that one thing that causes these issues. But like you said, it creates the perfect environment for these things to happen. So my next question, since we're using my, my sweet poor daughter as a guinea pig, um, now that we have a life that includes these concerns, what can we do to live our life well with these concerns? Okay. And same thing as you, I'm not a diet doctor, dietitian, nutritionist. I am a certified health coach. I do not treat or diagnose disease. So again, take this with a grain of salt, take it and learn from it and then go out and do your own research. Um, so as far as your daughter goes, how old is she? She's 12. Okay. So she's not a little babe anymore. Um, she is starting to make her own food decisions, I would probably say, you know, you're not feeding her every single meal. She has more options and stuff like that. But teaching at home, especially with kids, teaching at home the way that we eat. We eat a healthy diet. We don't eat processed junk. We don't eat, um, I call them red light foods. Essentially foods that are going to be high in trans fat and sugar and sodium and just junk for your body. When it comes to setting up your kids for success, teaching them now when they're younger how and what to eat is going to set them up to make those decisions for themselves when they get older. Um, As far as your daughter goes with allergies and asthma, obviously working with your doctor with a naturopath is a great place to start. Um, But learning how to heal the gut is going to be your first like line of attack. There are a lot of, I teach my clients how to do a gut detox protocol. And I think with a 12 year old, that might be really hard. It's a lot. It's not a lot of fun. It's just kind of removing all of the heavy hitters um, and giving your gut a chance to heal. You don't have to take everything out forever, but learning and testing your body to see how you feel because, and you and I talked about this a little while ago, Jen, but not every diet is for every person. So figuring out what are the heavy hitters for you and what, what is causing inflammation and that GI distress in your gut. Um, so typically when I run through a gut detox, we remove, um, all gluten, we remove dairy, obviously she's not drinking, but for your listeners, alcohol, caffeine, um, we remove these heavy hitters so that, your gut has a chance to heal. Does that answer your question? Yes, absolutely. And no, you've actually answered like two or three of my next questions already um, just by doing that. So 
So this is the first step when, when clients come to you, this is the very first step that you take them on, right? They, they heal their gut. And how long is this detox usually? So it's a 28 day process. It is three weeks of being on the detox and then it's a week of reintroduction. And that reintroduction phase is actually the most important thing because a lot of times we'll do a diet, we'll remove something. We're like, well, we're taking out dairy or we go crazy and we're like, we're going to go full blown vegan. We're not going to eat anything but vegetables. Like you go so far one way. And then when you start to like change your habits or you reintroduce or you completely fall off the wagon, you reintroduce everything all at once. Mm-hmm. So you actually don't know what's causing what. Right. So instead of reintroducing everything all at once and you're like, I'm going to have a big old pizza and beer and a cake tonight because I'm off my diet you slowly reintroduce things to see what your body reacts to. So the way that I do it is I do a day of dairy. So you reintroduce dairy. You may have yogurt or you may have um, cream in your your coffee or something, something like that, something small. And then you take the next 48 hours, you go back onto that detox and you take the time to kind of assess, like, how does my body feel? Like, do I feel bloated? Do I feel nauseous? Does my skin start to like break out the next day? Stuff like that. And then you take two days to reassess your body and go back on the health protocol. And then you take a day and you do gluten and then you reintroduce that. Obviously we know that stuff like sugar and um, alcohol are not good for you ever. So like those things aren't good for you ever. So I don't work with people on reintroducing those, but um, obviously you want to take those into account as well as you right. start moderation and, you know, do it slowly. Attention. I mean, learning your body. So if I reintroduce someone to dairy and they're like, I felt great. I totally felt fine. I'm like, cool. Dairy's in. That's fine. Like your body obviously doesn't have a problem with it. Obviously in moderation, you don't want to just eat lots of cheese all day, but yeah. you know, if they have an aversion to, to gluten, it's like, okay, we need to look at keeping that out of your diet more than mm-hmm. you would if you hadn't had, you know, any kind of reaction to it. Right. So that, and even, um, when you're reintroducing mood issues, um, a lot of time food plays into how we feel emotionally and we don't really take the time to think about it. So for me and my clients, that reintroduction phase is really, really like so much more important than the diet itself. Yeah. Um, so I have a kind of off the wall random question that I just thought of um, as you were saying that. So because we know that there are foods that don't make us feel good, for us women, have you come across or do you know of any correlations between our periods and our gut health? Yes. So at the beginning, when we were talking about why gut health is so important, I mentioned the endocrine system and the endocrine system controls all of your hormones, um, serotonin, melatonin, dopamine, all of your lady hormones, estrogen, progesterone, all of that is produced in that system. So it's really, um, again, the domino effect. If one thing is off, everything is going to be off. If your gut is unhealthy, um, it's roughly 80 to 90% again of your serotonin is developed in your gut. So if your gut isn't unhealthy, you're going to not be happy. Um, same thing goes for the balance of your hormones and those, that balance comes into play when you're talking about your, your menstrual cycle. Um, typically when I work with women who have, um, painful periods or like extreme uh, hormone fluctuations, 
the hormonal acne, um, all of that yucky PMS stuff the week before, mm-hmm. I'm going to start looking, you start looking at the gut. And once you start to heal that, everything else kind of falls back into line. Uh, that tends to be the first domino that hits everything and knocks everything out of balance. So yes, for sure, there's a huge correlation between hormones, hormone balance and in your gut. Okay. So my next question is then, can you give us just like one tip that we could use to basically make our periods, I guess, less bad is the word I'm looking for, you know, because I'm in that category, you know, the week before my period starts, my face breaks out ridiculous. And I'm someone who does not intake a ton of sugar. Like I know how bad sugar is for you. So I intake, I would say a lot less sugar than the average person who doesn't pay attention. Um, now dairy is a different story, you know, all that kind of stuff, but sugar in general. And so I fall into that category of the week before my period, you know, some, sometimes you have periods that aren't so bad. And then sometimes you have periods that are so bad that by the time your face heals or you feel better, oh crap, it's almost time for another period. So give us like a tip that we could just one thing that we could do to maybe avoid that vicious cycle. So my biggest tip would be to start paying attention not the week before your period, but the week of and the week after you finish your period. What are you putting in your body? Um, I know it's all of a sudden you remember when you start feeling like crap, right? You're like, oh yeah. Um, Along with that would be bumping your water intake like crazy the week before your period. Um, I would say that paying attention Um, even if for just two months, you were to kind of keep a journal of just the week, it doesn't have to be a daily thing. Um, if you just say, you know, week one, and that starts as soon as your period ends and just pay attention, um, to that coming, you know, that kind of coming cycle. I know that day one is technically the day that you start, but you kind of don't feel good. We're looking for maybe like day eight, right? Like kind of start paying attention. What do you eat? Cause you start feeling better, right? So you mm-hmm. stop paying attention. You're like, ah, sugar, ah, caffeine. Ah. Like you just aren't paying attention because you feel fine again. Mm-hmm. So starting to pay attention there, what are you putting into your body there? Um, how are you taking care of your body as far as working out goes and your sleep and all of that? Um, kind of just keep a journal of the week, like week one, I slept really well. I did really well in keeping up on my water intake. Paying attention there is going to kind of key you into, oh, that week one, I always tend to eat a lot of kind of junky foods or I'm not eating as much as many vegetables or I'm really not paying attention to my water intake. We'll start there. Um, I don't know if that answers your question. Yeah, I understand. Um, So... When, um, when you work with your clients, you said they come to you that you have them do the 28 day detox Mm -hmm. and then we start to reintroduce stuff. So how long does the reintroduction take? And then what do we do after? So during the detox phase and during the, uh, working on that diet, um, I work a ton with my clients on mindset and, um, I'm huge into focusing on that before we ever get to the reintroduction because I feel like so many people know what to do. You know what to do to eat healthy, right? 
Sure. Like you know how to not eat sugar and not eat a ton of calories at midnight and work out and drink water. Um, but what people don't realize is that whatever got them to where they are will not get them to where they want to be. And so we have to be willing to look at that before we ever get to figuring out what to do for the rest of our healthy lifestyle. Um, so with my clients, that's kind of what we do. And that's kind of what makes us different. I don't want to even say kind of, that's what makes what I do so different is we look at the gut, we assess the gut detox, we go through that. And then we work on mindset the whole time that you're on that diet and focusing on um, recreating yourself in such a way that you can actually keep that lasting change. So instead of just being able to stick to that diet, stick to that healthy lifestyle change while you're working with me or while you have that accountability, because that's easy. What happens when you don't have that accountability anymore? Um, how do you actually become the kind of person that gets up early and works out and that just is who you are? It's no right. longer I have to do this. It's just, it's a, who you are. It's about yeah, changing. It's the second nature. It's the habits that you have formed. I understand. Exactly. So once we go through that, the reintroduction phase is about a week. And then after that, I teach healthy lifestyle living 365 everyday, easy to do living. And, and I'll touch back on that. It's just that kind of idea of, um, I said red light foods earlier when I was talking about eating junk, but mm -hmm. eating healthy foods should be simple in thinking about um, the traffic light, red, yellow, green, um, is kind of the way that I go through and teach it of like, you've got your green light foods, the foods that you can eat all day, every day, they're vegetables and fruits, whatever. You can eat as many of them as you want. Um, and then we have our yellow light foods that are not as nutrient dense, but are still healthy. You can eat them every day, but in moderation, you kind of slow down, you don't eat like I said, an entire block of cheese, but you can have some, you know, with your chicken and all of your veggies. Sure. Um, and then red light foods are the junk that you should stay away from. And instead of being on a super strict diet where I can't eat that, it's, well, I had a red light food. Bummer. I, you know, I enjoyed it. And now I'm back on to my diet. Instead of thinking about being on a super strict diet, it's about thinking about balance and a constant lifestyle, up, you know, upkeep instead of being so concerned about not eating a certain kind of food or whatever. I mean, if you're obviously, if your life depends on it, stay away from gluten or stay away from like those things that are making you say allergies and stuff like that. But, um, does that make sense? That's kind of... Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And I actually um, thought of something when you were saying that. I agree with you, you know, oh, I had a red light food, bummer. You know, now I need to get back on to my whatever. And um, for me personally, I feel like I, I am the majority of the time what I like to call an abstainer. And so, because when I abstain... I personally make sure that I don't overeat because when I see those red light foods and if it's something that I, you know, there's, there's things that I have like completely given up that I've given up for a lifetime. You know, like I haven't had soda in probably six plus years. I know it's bad. It's not something that I just craved or loved. And so I dropped it and never went back. Um, you know, pop tarts, um, cereal is not really something that pulls for me, you know, I'm like, but 
pizza and cookies. Like those are things that I still you know, want. And, um, and I'm sure that you talk about this with your clients, but it's that whole brain mechanism of if you never eat chocolate again, your brain will never forget how chocolate made you feel when you ate it. Mm-hmm. And so those are the things that we have to like try to rewire ourselves from. I'm like, I still love pizza. I still love cookies. But those other things I was, you know, easily um, able to get rid of. And so I think that that's important as we, we as people need to um, remember about ourselves, even when you have clients coming to you, I'm sure that that's stuff that you talk to them about because depending on whether you're an abstainer or the opposite would be a moderator, you know, you have the control. My husband totally has the self-control to have like a bag of cookies in the pantry and he'll eat a couple every couple of days. You know, the pack will last like a week or two weeks. I'm the person that will eat the whole pack in two days, you know? So, um, it's important for us as people to kind of give ourselves a little bit of grace and understand what kind of person we are and, you know, I'm sure that you are able to help people realize stuff like that. So, um, all that to say, I'm wondering how you, um, deal with things like that with individual personalities and stuff when you're teaching that like rewiring of the mental health. Yeah. So as soon as we start the reintroduction phase, I I introduce the idea of journaling. Um, Like I said, it doesn't have to be difficult. Um, I never liked the idea of food journaling before, but just paying attention um, for a couple of weeks to a month uh, can really help you pay attention, notice those kinds of things. Like you said, are you an abstainer? Are you a moderator? Um, And then making everything that you do extremely trackable. Um, I call this the win the day theory. And it it just kind of goes like, if you want to set this huge health goal, you're not going to get there all at once. Um, If you want to lose 60 pounds, you have to win the year. You have to win the months and the weeks and the days. So you have to be able to track your goals and be able to set um, goal tests. And we use super simple yes or no questions to track your habits so that you can start to see and visualize, okay, what do I suck at? And what am I really good at? Oh, that's so awesome. Right. So a goal test, a really simple goal test would be, did I drink 120 ounces of water today? Yes or no? It's yes or no. You either did or you didn't. Yeah. And you can, you know, you can use charts or you can use apps um, to, to track habits, but super simple. Did I work out today for 20 minutes? Yes or no? It doesn't matter what you did. It doesn't matter. Did you do it? Yes or no? Um, there's no gray with that. And so at the end of a month, you can kind of look back and be like, okay, I've got the water thing down. I've got this down. What do I need to really focus my energy on? Or what do I need to scale back on? I feel like when I'm working with my clients, a lot of times people set goals that are way too big. And that creates that sense of overwhelm. And that is the one thing that I feel like I get the most with my clients as they come to me and they're like, I don't even know where to start because I'm so overwhelmed. There's so many supplements. There's so many diet trends out there. I could do so many different types of exercise. and I don't know where to begin. 
And beginning tends to be the hardest part. But what happens is we set this huge goal. Oh, I'm going to lose, you know, 40 pounds in a month. It's like, okay, sister, slow down. Stop. <laughs> well, slow roll, that's not going to happen. <laughs> right? Like, I'm going to like cure my autoimmune disease by healing my gut. It's like, no, no, no. Let's just start with like cutting sugar out of your diet. Like, let's just start there and start to take the steps towards it. Because when you do that, you completely overwhelm yourself. And I've always been that person who's like, who will start something hardcore. Like I'm like, I am waking up at 5am every morning and I'm running five miles. <laughs> no, you're not. You're not doing that. You haven't even run a block in the last two years. Like you need to stop. <laughs> <laughs> Actually creating realistic trackable goals is like the most important thing. And once you start to see yourself tackle those things, it's easier to take off a bigger and bigger chunk. It makes more sense to be like, I'm going to run a block two times this week, then right. I'm going to run five miles when you haven't run at all. So, yes. um, we need those small actionable steps. Yes, exactly. And so that's how I track winning the day. If I, you know, if I got up my mind right now, or just my goal tester, did you make the bed? Did you drink water first thing this morning versus tea or coffee or anything else? Um, and did you do some kind of workout and what would, you know, did you eat healthy vegetables, fruit, and mostly green light foods today? Easy. I can answer that. And I can say, yep, I did all those things today. I won the day and I'm one step closer to my health goals. That is awesome. Um, so I'm really curious since you've told us like how your processing works, you have clients that you work with. How did you even get into this whole gut health subject? So I was really, really sick. And that's how I got here. Um, I was newly married. My husband and I got married. I was 23. Um, and I was basically living in this space between my couch and my bed. I was, I had no energy. I was struggling with chronic yeast issues, UTI issues. When you're talking about PMS sister, I had it so bad. I was a monster probably half of every month. And, um, my husband hid in his office a lot, bless him. Um, I was struggling with anxiety and depression. And I got to the point where I was laying on the couch crying more often than I was doing anything else. Mm -hmm. And I, I kind of just had this moment of like, you are 23 years old. Is this what your life's going to look like? There has right. to be something wrong. There is something wrong with you. Like This is not right. This is not how you should feel in your body at 23. And so I started digging. I actually had a doctor tell me that I had um, basically, I've been struggling with yeast issues, yeast infections, ladies, for since I was one years old. I would get them and then they'd come and go and come and go and come and go. And it, we had tried everything. My family, we, I quit dairy. I didn't do sure. I mean, we had tried all the diets and all of the things as I was growing up. And my mom, you know, she helped me try to do everything. We saw chiropractors, we saw everybody. Um, and it got to a point that as a, as a young adult, I was like, it just is the way it is like too bad. So sad. These are just the cards you've been dealt. And so right. I started using, whatever was on sale at Target, I'm like, here, Monistat's on sale this month. So I was using those things so often. I actually had a doctor tell me that like, those are actually the worst things that you can do for yourself. And I basically created a super bug that I was going to be wow. hard to ever get rid of. And I was just like, well, 
screw you too. Thank you very much. That's not helpful <laughs> at all. Like, how is that helpful? So I went home and I started digging and it started with the yeast issues. I was like, okay, where, how do I heal this myself? I can do this. Like I, I kind of got to the point where it's like, something's wrong. I have to be able to do this. So that's when I started digging and I found myself so far down the rabbit hole, if you will, that I started to see these connections between all of my symptoms and my gut health. Mm -hmm. And so a friend of mine recommended a candida cleanse and I did that diet and I started to feel a little better and whole foods had me hook, line and sinker. I was spending ridiculous amounts of money on supplements. I had um, a cabinet that was just full of supplements. My husband was like, what are you doing? <laughs> you have everything here. I'm healing so, myself, man. Be quiet. Make it work. I was doing, I mean, all the oils, all of the stuff. And it took me a while to figure out how to actually align everything, heal my gut, and then keep it that way. I would say that it's been in the last like year or so. So that was like four years ago. In the last year or so, I've gotten to where I am at a consistent, constant, regular basis of being healthy and not yo-yoing and not going up and down and not um, working out super, super hard. Like I said, 530 in the morning, getting up to work out and then totally canceling on myself every single day. And once I aligned all of that, that's when I was like, okay, this works. I feel really dang good in my body. And I think that women deserve to feel that way. And I don't know about you, but I feel like if a woman feels good in her body, she can do anything. I can accomplish anything because I wake up in the morning with energy and I feel good and I'm no longer putting myself on the back burner. I'm no longer yo-yoing. I'm no longer trying all of the things. I'm doing the stuff that works and I'm staying consistent with it because yes. staying healthy, like you would tell your clients, it, staying healthy is about consistency and simplicity. If it's super difficult, you're not going to do it. So and if you don't have it, then you have nothing. So first I want to say, I'm so sorry that that happened to you. Um, you know, I have my own things that I have dealt with in the area of gut health and I know how crappy it is literally. And I just want to say good for you, first of all, for not taking not taking it lying down, you know, just, oh, this is my life. These are the cards that I've been dealt. Too bad, so sad. So first of all, good for you for overcoming it on your own. And I just want to say that I appreciate your perspective on you sought help from a professional. They didn't give you the answer that you wanted. And so you started looking for things on your own. Now, you girls all know I am not against doctors. Obviously, they do amazing things. But when you know, it, it's just like mother's intuition. When you know that there's something going on with your kid, you are not taking no for an answer from anybody because you know something isn't right. And obviously, if you know it about your kid, you know it about yourself. So if there's something going on, and you're not getting the answers that you need from the people who should know, then for goodness sakes, go figure it out because hello, we live in the world of the internet. So I am all for everything that you are doing. I think it's amazing. I love the whole gut health um, aspect of healing people. And I absolutely 100% believe that it is true that there are so many things that you can heal and if not heal, make better than just taking a medication 
or living with whatever it is that you live with. And I think that our fuel is healthy food. These are the reasons that food is out there. These are the reasons like the planet provides us with these things and we're supposed to eat them. We're not supposed to eat all the man-made things that are processed and are crappy and they're sugary. And I mean, still, it amazes me how much candy my children get at school. I mean, it's, it's actually very irritating. Um, but moving on from that. So Amber, I want you to tell everybody where they can find you and what you can help them with. And then we are going to finish out with our crown and our flop. Okay. Awesome. Um, thank you so much. Yes. So that's the one thing is that, um, I feel like I'm not the normal kind of coach. I don't want you to have to work with me long-term. I love what you said about intuition. I want to teach you how to take back that intuition, that, that deep feeling that you already know. Um, you already have that sense inside of you of what's good for you and what's not, what feels right and what's not. And I think we just fall out of alignment and we need someone to help us, you know, get realigned. But once you're on that path and once you're able to tune into that and you're able to um, goal test for yourself and to set goals for yourself, um, I don't want people to have to keep me around forever. I want to teach women how to do this themselves. Um, so you can find me. Um, I am primarily on Instagram. I am you deserve health and happiness all spelled out. No um, ampersand or and signs or anything. Um, and then I'm also on Facebook. My Facebook group kind of crunchy um, is growing and I love sharing just tidbits and information and great stuff in there. Um, and naturalguthealth.com is our, our website. So you can find me there. My primary goal is to help women feel really freaking good in their bodies. Because like I said, I think that a woman who feels really good can do anything. And I've been there. I have wanted that alignment. I have craved that energy and that feeling of capability in my body. And um, I know how it feels and I get to help you align your mindset and align your diet and heal your gut and all of those things can help you essentially, like I said, feel really stinking good in your body and uh, help you take on the world. That is awesome. So girls, again, um, Amber, I, I will I will put everything that Amber mentioned in the show notes. If you are running or driving in your car, we don't expect you to remember it all. So we will spell it out for you in the show notes and on the website. But Amber, before I let you go, I have to ask you about your crowning moment of the week and your flop moment of the week. Now, I feel like that's kind of self-explanatory, but I torture all of my guests with it because we do it every week. And this is basically just to tell everyone, to show everyone that lots of us look like we have everything put together but most of us just don't. And so we're all human and we all have good days and bad days. And it's just something fun that we always finish out with. So your crowning moment of the week is something great that happened. And your flop moment of the week is something that just was terrible. <laughs> so tell um, me what you've got. So um, my husband's actually gone and I do not sleep well when he's gone and the house is empty. So I slept like junk last night. So, but my crowning moment is that even though I slept like junk last night, I got up, 
I did my stuff. I did my meditation. I did my workout. I ate something healthy this morning and I got ready as in like, I actually have makeup on. Oh yes. Like (laughs) I put myself together, even though I woke up this morning and I was like, Oh, I'm so tired. I put myself together and that always feels really good when you can pull yourself together. Um, and it feels good when you feel put together. And so yes. I was like, I've got to do this for myself today. So Me that and- I like to wear high heels at my desk sometimes. <laughs> Ooh, I haven't ever tried that. I am a barefoot girl. I'm barefoot like all of the time. And so I don't, I mean, I have high heels. I just don't wear them if I don't have to. Um, my flop is that literally on Monday, so there's this person that got herself all together this morning and feels really good in what she's doing today and working today. And uh, Monday, I actually had a complete and utter total meltdown. I spun out of control, just feeling this overwhelming sense that I couldn't do it. Like this like overwhelming burden of like, I can't do this. I don't even know what I'm doing. I have no idea. Like how to do all of the things. I have too many plates spinning and I had a complete meltdown, um, rage and everything, rage and all. So that's okay because sometimes we need those days and we all have those days and that's totally fine. (laughs) Right. So I know that, that kind of pushed me to, uh, get my shiz together. Uh, the next couple (laughs) of days I'm in the process of hiring a business coach. And so I think, Everything, even the yucky stuff, totally works together for your highest good, one way or the other, no matter how it feels when it's happening. So that was definitely my flop for the week. Monday was a big old flop. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Well, there you have it, girls. Crowning moment and flop moment of the week. We all have them. None of us are perfect. And if you want to find Amber so she can help you heal your gut, again, all of her information will be in the show notes. So thank you so much for being with us today, girls. And until next week, adventure on.